Hello, parents, guardians, caregivers, and teachers. I'd like to take a minute before the podcast to thank you so much for choosing me to be your child's reader, your reader, your class's reader for the next half hour or so. And thank you so much to those of you who were able to join me for our live podcast last week. That was so much fun. I love doing those in the in-between times between Odd Wednesdays. If you, like me, want a little bit more airtime with Raggedy Auntie, by all means, subscribe to our Patreon, or you can just buy me a cocoa, and the links to that are in the show notes on your platform of choice. We are continuing Winnie the Pooh today, but I'd like to wish a very welcome back to school to those of you who started already, and I want to wish a great first day of school to those who haven't started yet. And thank you so much for listening. I am so glad that you are here. Hello, my sweet friends. It's nice to see you again. Come along and read with me. It's my favorite place to be when Raggedy Auntie reads. Hello, my sweet friends. Welcome back to the Book Nook. I'm Raggedy Auntie, and I am excited to bring you another two chapters and a really fun song from Winnie the Pooh today. Now, previously, we heard about all the different things that Winnie the Pooh has gotten into, and today is no different. I just love hearing these stories from the Hundred Acre Wood and the forest where Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and Eeyore and Owl and Christopher Robin and Rabbit live. Today, we get to meet somebody brand new, and we get to hear about how... Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and Rabbit don't take it very well when they get new neighbors. Let's get started. Winnie the Pooh by A. A. Milne Chapter 6 In which Eeyore has a birthday and gets two presents. Eeyore, the old gray donkey, stood by the side of the stream and looked at himself in the water. Pathetic, he said. That's what it is. Pathetic. He turned and walked slowly down the stream for twenty yards, splashed across it, and walked slowly back on the other side. Then he looked at himself in the water again. As I thought, he said. No better from this side, but nobody minds. Nobody cares. Pathetic. That's what it is. There was a crackling noise in the bracken behind him, and out came Pooh. Good morning, Eeyore, said Pooh. Good morning, Pooh Bear, said Eeyore gloomily. If it is a good morning, he said. Which I doubt, said he. Why, what's the matter? Oh, nothing, Pooh Bear. Nothing. We can't all, and some of us don't. That's all there is to it. Can't all what? said Pooh, rubbing his nose. Gaiety. Song and dance. Here we go round the mulberry bush. Oh, hmm, said Pooh. He thought for a long time and then asked, What mulberry bush is that? Bonhomie went on Eeyore gloomily. French word, 
meaning Bon Hami, he explained. I'm not complaining, but there it is. Pooh sat down on a large stone and tried to think this out. It sounded to him like a riddle, and he was never much good at riddles, being a bear of very little brain, so he sang Coddleston Pie instead. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston Pie. A fly can't bird, but a bird can fly. Ask me a riddle, and I reply. Coddleston, Coddleston, Coddleston Pie. That was the first verse. When he had finished it, Eeyore didn't actually say that he didn't like it, so Pooh very kindly sang the second verse to him. Cottleston, Cottleston, Cottleston Pie. A fish can't whistle, and neither can I. Ask me a riddle, and I reply. Cottleston, Cottleston, Cottleston Pie. Eeyore still said nothing at all, so Pooh hummed the third verse quietly to himself. Cottleston, Cottleston, Cottleston Pie. Why does a chicken, hmm, I don't know why. Ask me a riddle, and I reply Cottleston 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 pie That's right said Eeyore sing umpty tiddly umpty too here we go gathering nuts in May enjoy yourself I am said Pooh some can said Eeyore why what's the matter is anything the matter? You seem so sad, Eeyore. Sad? Why should I be sad? It's my birthday, the happiest day of the year. Your birthday, said Pooh in great surprise. Of course it is. Can't you see? Look at all the presents I've had. He waved a foot from side to side. Look at the birthday cake, candles and pink sugar. Pooh looked, first to the right, and then to the left. Presents, said Pooh. Birthday cake, said Pooh. Where? Can't you see them? No, said Pooh. Neither can I, said Eeyore. Joke, he explained. Ha, ha. Now Pooh scratched his head, being a little puzzled by all this. But is it really your birthday? he asked. It is. Oh, well, many happy returns of the day, Eeyore. Hmm. And many happy returns to you, Pooh Bear. But it isn't my birthday. No, it's mine. But you said many happy returns. Well, why not? You don't always want to be miserable on my birthday, do you? Oh, I, I see said Pooh. It's bad enough, said Eeyore, almost breaking down, being miserable myself. What with no presents and no cake and no candles and no proper notice taken of me at all. But if 
Everybody else is going to be m m miserable, too. Oh, this was too much for Pooh. Stay there, he told Eeyore, and he turned and hurried back home as quick as he could, for he felt that he must get poor Eeyore a present of some sort at once, and he could always think of a proper one afterwards. Outside his house, he found Piglet, jumping up and down, trying to reach the knocker. Hello, Piglet, he said. Hello, Pooh, said Piglet. What are you trying to do? I, I, I was trying to reach the knocker, said Piglet. I, I just came around. Let me do it for you, said Pooh kindly, so he reached up and knocked at the door. I have just seen Eeyore, he began, and poor Eeyore was in a very sad condition because it's his birthday and nobody has taken any notice of it and he's very gloomy. You know what Eeyore is and there he was and oh, what a long time whoever lives here isn't answering this door and he knocked again. But, but, but Pooh, said Piglet, it's your own house. <laughs> oh, said Pooh, so it is. He said, well, let's go in. So in they went. The first thing Pooh did was to go to the cupboard to see if he had quite a small jar of honey left. And he had, so he took it down. I'm giving this to Eeyore, he explained, as a present. What are you going to give? C couldn't I give it too, said Piglet, from both of us? Oh, no, said Pooh, that would not be a good plan. Uh, all right, then. I'll, I'll give him a balloon. I've got one left for my party. I I'll go and get it now, shall I? That, Piglet, is a very good idea. Hmm, it's just what Eeyore wants to cheer him up. Nobody can be uncheered with a balloon. So off Piglet trotted, and in the other direction went Pooh with his jar of honey. It was a warm day, and he had a long way to go. He hadn't gone more than halfway when a sort of funny feeling began to creep all over him. It began at the tip of his nose and trickled all through him and out the soles of his feet. It was just as if somebody inside him were saying, Now then, Pooh, time for a little something. Oh, dear, dear, said Pooh. I didn't know it was as late as that. So he sat down and took the top off of his jar of honey. Oh, lucky I brought this with me, Ooh, he thought. Many a bear going out on a warm day like this would have never thought of bringing a little something with him. And he began to eat. Hmm, now, let me see, he thought as he took the last lick of the honey inside the jar. Where was I going? Oh, yes, Eeyore, he got up slowly. And then, suddenly, he remembered. He had eaten Eeyore's birthday present. Oh, bother, said Pooh. What shall I do? I must give him something. For a little while, he couldn't think of anything. Then he thought, well, it's a very nice pot, even if there's no honey in it. And if I washed it clean and got somebody to write a happy birthday on it, Eeyore could keep things in it, which might be useful. So as he was just passing the hundred-acre wood, he went inside to call on Owl, who lived there. "'Good morning, Owl,' he said. "'Oh, good morning, Pooh,' said Owl. "'Many happy returns of Eeyore's birthday,' said Pooh. "'Oh, is that what it is?' "'What are you giving him, Owl?' 
What are you giving him, Pooh? I'm giving him a useful pot to keep things in, and I wanted oh, to ask you. Is this it? said Owl, taking it out of Pooh's paw. Yes, and I wanted to ask you. Somebody has been keeping honey in it, said Owl. You, you can keep anything in it, said Pooh earnestly. It's very useful like that, and I wanted to ask you. You ought to write a happy birthday on it. That was what I wanted to ask you, said Pooh, because my spelling is wobbly. It's good spelling, but it wobbles and the letters get in the wrong places. Oh, would you write a happy birthday on it for me? It's a nice pot, said Owl, looking at it all around. Couldn't I give it to from both of us? No, said Pooh, that would not be a good plan. Now I'll just wash it first, and you can write on it. Well, he washed the pot out and dried it, while Owl licked the end of his pencil and wondered how to spell birthday. Can you read, Pooh? he asked a little anxiously. There's a notice about knocking and ringing outside my door, which Christopher Robin wrote. Could you read it? Christopher Robin told me what it said, and then I could. Ah, well, I'll tell you what this says, and then you'll be able to. So Owl wrote, and this is what he wrote. Pooh looked at it admiringly. I'm just saying a happy birthday, said Owl carelessly. It's a nice long one, said Pooh, very much impressed by it. Well, actually, of course, I'm saying a very happy birthday with love from Pooh. Naturally, it takes a good deal of pencil to say a long thing like that. Oh, I see, said Pooh. While all this was happening, Piglet had gone back to his own house to get Eeyore's balloon. He held it very tightly against himself so that it shouldn't blow away, and as he ran as fast as he could so as to get to Eeyore before Pooh did, for he thought he would like to be the first one to give a present, just as if he had thought of it without being told by anybody. And running along and thinking how pleased Eeyore would be, he didn't look where he was going, and suddenly he put his foot in a rabbit hole and fell down flat on his face. Piglet lay there, wondering what had happened. At first he thought that the whole world had blown up, and then he thought that perhaps only the forest part of it had, and then he thought that perhaps only he had, and he was now alone in the moon or somewhere, and would never see Christopher Robin or Pooh or Eeyore again, and then he thought, Well, well, even if I'm on the moon, I, I, I needn't be face downwards all the time. So he got cautiously up and looked about him. He was still in the forest. Oh, well... Well, that's funny, he thought. I, I wonder what that b bang was. I couldn't have made such a noise just falling down. Oh, and where's my balloon? What's that small piece of damp rag doing? <gasps> it was the balloon. Oh, d -d -d dear. Oh, d -d 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 dearie, dearie, dear, dear, dear. Oh, well, it's too late now. I can't go back and I haven't another balloon. And perhaps Eeyore doesn't like balloons so very much. So he trotted on rather sadly now. And down he came to the side of the stream where Eeyore was and called out to him. Good morning, Eeyore, shouted Piglet. Good morning, little Piglet, said Eeyore. If it is a good morning, he said, which I doubt, said he. Not that it matters, he said. M 
many happy returns of the day, said Piglet, having now got closer. Eeyore stopped looking at himself in the stream and turned to stare at Piglet. Just say that again, he said. Many hap... Wait a moment. Balancing on three legs, he began to bring his fourth leg very cautiously up to his ear. I did this yesterday, he explained as he fell down for the third time. It's quite easy. It's so as I can hear better. That There, that's done it. Now then, what were you saying? He pushed his ear forward with his hoof. Many happy returns of the day, said Piglet again. Meaning me? Of course, Eeyore. My birthday? Yes. Me having a real birthday? Yes, Eeyore, and I've brought you a present. Eeyore took down his right hoof from his right ear, turned round, and with great difficulty put up his left hoof. I must have that in the other ear, he said. Now then. A present, said Piglet very loudly, meaning me again. Yes. My birthday still? Of course, Eeyore. Me going on having a real birthday? Yes, Eeyore, and I brought you a balloon. Balloon, said Eeyore. You did say balloon. One of those big colored things you blow up? Oh, gaiety, song and dance, here we are and there we are. Yes, but but I'm afraid. Oh, I'm very sorry, Eeyore, but when I was running along to bring it to you, I, I fell down. Dear, dear, how unlucky. You ran too fast, I expect. You didn't hurt yourself, little piglet. No, no, but I... Oh, Eeyore, I burst the balloon. There was a very long silence. My balloon, said Eeyore at last. Piglet nodded. My birthday balloon. Yes, Eeyore, said Piglet, sniffing a little. Here it is, with, with many happy returns of the day. And he gave Eeyore the small piece of damp rag. Is this it? said Eeyore, a little surprised. Piglet nodded. My present? Piglet nodded again. The balloon? Yes. Thank you, Piglet, said Eeyore. You don't mind my asking, he went on. But what color was this balloon when it when, when it was a balloon? R red. I just wondered. Red, he murmured to himself. My favorite color. How big was it? Uh, about as big as me. I just wondered. About as big as Piglet, he said to himself sadly. My favorite size. Well, well. Piglet felt very miserable and didn't know what to say. He was still opening his mouth to begin something and then deciding that it wasn't any good saying that when he heard a shout from the other side of the river and there was Pooh. Many happy returns of the day, called out Pooh, forgetting that he'd said it already. Thank you, Pooh. I'm having them, said Eeyore gloomily. I've brought you a little present, said Pooh excitedly. I've had it. Pooh had now splashed across the stream to Eeyore, and Piglet was sitting a little way off, his head in his paws, snuffing to himself. It's a useful pot, 
said Pooh. Here it is. And it's got a very happy birthday with love from Pooh written on it. That's what all that writing is. And it's for putting things in. Oh, there. When Eeyore saw the pot, he became quite excited. Why, he said, I believe my balloon will just go into that pot. Oh, no, Eeyore, said Pooh. Balloons are much too big to go into pots. What you do with a balloon is you hold the balloon and not mine, said Eeyore proudly. Look, Piglet. And as Piglet looked sorrowfully round, Eeyore picked up the balloon with his teeth and placed it carefully in the pot, picked it out and put it on the ground, and then picked it up again and put it carefully back. So it does, said Pooh. It goes in. So, so, so it does, said Piglet, and it comes out. Doesn't it, said Eeyore. It goes in and out like anything. Oh, I'm very glad, said Pooh happily, that I thought of giving you a useful pot to put things in. Oh, and I- I'm very glad, said Piglet happily, that I thought of giving you something to put in a useful pot. But Eeyore wasn't listening. He was taking the balloon out and putting it back again, as happy as could be. And didn't I give him anything? asked Christopher Robin sadly. Of course you did, I said. You gave him, don't you remember, a little, a little, I gave him a box of paints to paint things with. That was it. Why didn't I give it to him in the morning? You were so busy getting his party ready for him. He had cake with icing on the top and three candles and his name in pink sugar and... Oh, yes, I remember, said Christopher Robin. Chapter 7 In which Kanga and Baby Roo come to the forest and Piglet has a bath. Nobody seemed to know where they came from, but there they were in the forest, Kanga and Baby Roo. When Pooh asked Christopher Robin, how did they come here? Christopher Robin said, in the usual way, if you know what I mean, Pooh. And Pooh, who didn't, said, oh. And then he nodded his head twice and said, in the usual way. (laughs) Ah. And he went to call upon his friend Piglet to see what he thought about it. And at Piglet's house, he found a rabbit. So they all talked about it together. What I don't like about this is, said Rabbit, uh, here we are, you, Pooh, and you, Piglet, and me, and suddenly... And Eeyore, said Pooh, and Eeyore, and then suddenly... And Owl, said Pooh, and Owl, and then all of a sudden... Oh, and Eeyore, said Pooh, I was forgetting him... Here we are, said Rabbit very slowly and carefully, all of us. And then suddenly we wake up one morning and what do we find? We find a strange animal among us, an animal of whom we have never even seen before, an animal who carries her family about with her in her pocket. Suppose I carried my family about with me in my pocket. How many pockets should I want? Sixteen, said Piglet. Seventeen, isn't it? said Rabbit. And one more for a handkerchief. Oh, that's eighteen. Eighteen pockets in one suit. I haven't time. There was a long and thoughtful silence. And then Pooh, who had been frowning very hard for some minutes, said, 
I make it fifteen. What? said Rabbit. Fifteen. Fifteen what? Your family. What about them? Pooh rubbed his nose and said that he thought Rabbit had been talking about his family. Did I? said Rabbit carelessly. Yes, you you said... Never mind, Pooh, said Piglet impatiently. The The question is, what are we to do about Kakanga? Oh, I see, said Pooh. The best way, said Rabbit, would be this. The best way would be to steal Baby Roo and hide him. And when Kanga says, where's Baby Roo? We say, aha. Aha, said Pooh, practicing. Aha, aha. <laughs> of course, he went on. We could say aha, even if we hadn't stolen Baby Roo. Pooh, said Rabbit kindly. You haven't any brain. I know, said Pooh humbly. We say aha so that Kanga knows that we know where Baby Roo is. Aha means we'll tell you where Baby Roo is if you promise to go away from the forest and never come back. Now don't talk while I think. Pooh went into a corner and tried saying aha in that sort of voice. Sometimes it seemed to him that it did mean what Rabbit said and sometimes it seemed to him that it didn't. I suppose it's just practice, he thought. I wonder if Kanga will have to practice too so as to understand it. There's just one thing, said Piglet, fidgeting a bit. I, I was talking to Christopher Robin and he said that a Kanga was generally regarded as one of the fiercer animals. I'm not frightened of fierce animals in the ordinary way, but it's well known that, that, that if one of the fiercer animals is d deprived of its young, it becomes as fierce as t two of the fiercer animals, in which case aha is perhaps a f foolish thing to say. Piglet said Rabbit, taking out a pencil and licking the end of it. You haven't any pluck. It's hard to be b b b brave said Piglet, sniffing slightly, when you're only a b b very small animal. Rabbit, who had begun to write very busily, looked up and said, It is because you are a very small animal that you will be useful in this adventure before us. Piglet was so excited at the idea of being useful that he forgot to be frightened any more. And when Rabbit went on to say that Kangas were only fierce during the winter months, being at other times of an affectionate disposition, he could hardly sit still. He was so eager to begin being useful at once. What about me? said Pooh sadly. I suppose I shan't be useful. N Never mind, Pooh, said Piglet comfortingly. An another time, perhaps. Without Pooh, said Rabbit solemnly as he sharpened his pencil, the adventure would be impossible. Oh, said Piglet, and tried not to look disappointed. But Pooh went into a corner of the room and said proudly to himself, Impossible without me. That sort of a bear. Now listen, all of you, said Rabbit when he finished writing, and Pooh and Piglet sat listening very eagerly with mouths open. This is what Rabbit read out. Plan to capture Baby Roo. 1. General remarks. Kanga runs faster than any of us. Even me. 2. More general remarks. Kanga never takes her eye off Baby Roo, except when he's safely buttoned up in her pocket. 3. Therefore... 
If we are to capture baby Roo, we must get a long start because Kanga runs faster than any of us, even me, see number one. Four, a thought. If Roo had jumped out of Kanga's pocket and Piglet had jumped in, Kanga wouldn't know the difference because Piglet is a very small animal. Five, like Roo. Six, but Kanga would have to be looking the other way first so as not to see Piglet jumping in. Seven, C2, which is, more general remarks, Kanga never takes her eye off baby Roo except when he's safely buttoned up in her pocket. Eight, another thought. But if Pooh was talking to her very excitedly, she might look the other way for a moment. Nine, and then I could run away with Rue. Ten, quickly. Eleven, and Kanga wouldn't discover the difference until afterwards. Well, Rabbit read this out proudly. And for a little while after he'd read it, nobody said anything. And then Piglet, who had been opening and shutting his mouth without making any noise, managed to say very huskily, "Eh, eh, And afterwards? How do you mean? When K- Kanga d- does discover the d- 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 difference? Then we all say, aha. A- all three of us? Yes. Oh. Why, what's the trouble, Piglet? N- n- nothing, said Piglet. As long as we all three say it. As long as we all three say it, said Piglet. I, I don't d- m- mind, he said, but I shouldn't care to say aha by myself. I, I w- wouldn't sound nearly so well, by the way, he said. You are quite sure about what you said about the w- w- winter months? The winter months? Y- yes, only being f- fierce in the w- winter months. Oh, y- yes, 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 that's right. Well, Pooh, you see what you have to do? No, said Pooh Bear. Not yet, he said. What do I do? Well, you just have to talk very hard to Kanga so as she doesn't notice anything. Oh, what about? Anything you like. You mean like telling her a little bit of poetry or something? That's it, said Rabbit. Splendid. Now come along. So they all went out to look for Kanga. Kanga and Roo were spending a quiet afternoon in a sandy part of the forest. Baby Roo was practicing very small jumps in the sand and falling down mouse holes and climbing out of them, and Kanga was fidgeting about, saying, Just one more jump, dear, and then we must go home. And at that moment, who should come stumping up the hill but Pooh? Good afternoon, Kanga. Good afternoon, Pooh. Look at me jumping, squeaked Roo as he fell into another mouse hole. Hello, Roo, my little fellow. We were just going home, said Kanga. Good afternoon, Rabbit. Good afternoon, Piglet. Rabbit and Piglet, who had now come up from the other side of the hill, said, Good afternoon, and hello, Roo. And Roo asked them to look at him jumping, so they stayed and looked, and Kanga looked too. Oh, Kanga, said Pooh, after Rabbit had winked at him twice. I don't know if you are interested in poetry at all. Hardly at all, said Kanga. Oh, said Pooh. Roo, dear, just one more jump and then we must go home. There was a short silence while Roo fell down another mouse hole. Go on, said Rabbit in a loud whisper behind his paw. Talking of poetry, said Pooh, I made up a little piece as I was coming along. It went, mm, it went like this. Now let me see. Fancy, said Kanga. Now, Roo, dear, you'll like this piece of poetry, said Rabbit. You'll love it, said Piglet. You must listen very carefully, so as not to miss any of it. Oh, yes, said Kanga, but she still looked at Baby Roo. How did it go, Pooh? said Rabbit. 
who gave a little cough and began, <clears throat> Lines written by a bear of very little brain. On Monday, when the sun is hot, I wonder to myself a lot, hmm, now is it true or is it not that what is which and which is what? On Tuesday, when it hails and snows, that feeling on me grows and grows that hardly anybody knows if these are those and, wait, these, if those are these or these are those. Um, oh, on, on Wednesday, when the sky is blue and I have nothing else to do, I sometimes wonder if it's true that who is what and what is who. On Thursday, when it... When it starts to freeze and hoarfrost twinkles on the trees, how very readily one sees that these are whose, but whose are these? On Friday, yes it is, isn't it? said Kanga, not wanting to hear what happened on Friday. Just one more jump, Roo, dear, and we really must be going. Rabbit gave Pooh a hurrying up sort of nudge. Talking of poetry, said Pooh quickly, have you ever noticed that, um, that tree right over there? Where, said Kanga, now Roo. Right over there, said Pooh, pointing behind Kanga's back. No, said Kanga. Now jump in, Roo, dear, and we'll go home. You ought to take a look at that tree over there, said Rabbit. Shall I lift you in, Roo? And he picked up Roo in his paws. I can see a bird in it from here, said Pooh, or is it a fish? Oh, you ought to see that bird from here, said Rabbit, unless it's a fish. It, it isn't a fish, it's a bird, said Piglet. So it is, said Rabbit. Is it a starling or a blackbird, said Pooh. That's the whole question, said Rabbit. Is it a blackbird or a starling? And then at last Kanga did turn her head to look. And at the moment her head was turned, Rabbit said in a loud voice, In you go, Roo! And in jumped Piglet into Kanga's pocket, and off scampered Rabbit with Roo in his paws as fast as he could. Why, where's Rabbit? said Kanga, turning round again. Are you all right, Roo, dear? Piglet made a squeaky Roo noise from the bottom of Kanga's pocket. Rabbit had to go away, said Pooh. I think he thought of something, that he had to go and see about suddenly. And Piglet? I think Piglet thought of something at the same time suddenly. Well, we must be getting home, said Kanga. Goodbye, Pooh. And in three large jumps, she was gone. Pooh looked after her as she went. I wish I could jump like that, he thought. Some can, and some can't. That's how it is. But there were moments when Piglet wished that Kanga couldn't. Often, when he had a long walk home through the forest, he had wished that he were a bird, but now he thought jerkily to himself at the bottom of Kanga's pocket, Oh, if this is flying, I, I shall never really take to it. And as he went up in the air, he said, Oh, and as he came down, he said, Ow, and as he was saying, Oh, ooh, ow, oh, ow, oh, ow, all the way to Kanga's house. Of course, as soon as Kanga unbuttoned her pocket, she saw what had happened. Just for a moment, she thought she was frightened. And then she knew she wasn't, for she felt quite sure that Christopher Robin would never let any harm happen to Roo. So she said to herself, If they are having a joke with me, I will have a joke with them. Now then, Roo dear, she said, as she took Piglet out of her pocket, Bedtime! Aha, said Piglet, as well as he could after this terrifying journey. But it wasn't a very good aha, and Kanga didn't seem to understand what it meant. Bath first, said Kanga in a cheerful voice. Aha, 
said Piglet again, looking round anxiously for the others, but the others weren't there. Rabbit was playing with Baby Roo in his own house and feeling more fond of him every minute, and Pooh, who had decided to be a Kanga, was still at the sandy place on the top of the forest, practicing jumps. I'm not at all sure, said Kanga in a thoughtful voice, that it wouldn't be a good idea to have a cold bath this evening. Would you like that, Roo, dear? Piglet, who had never been really fond of baths, shuddered a long, indignant shudder, and said in as brave a voice as he could, King Kanga, I, I see that the time has come to speak painly. Funny little Roo, said Kanga, as she got the bath water ready. I am n not Roo, said Piglet loudly. I am Piglet. Yes, dear, yes, said Kanga soothingly, and imitating Piglet's voice, too, so clever of him, she went on, as she took a large bar of yellow soap out of the cupboard. What will he be doing next? C can't you see? shouted Piglet. Haven't you got eyes? L l look at me. I am looking, Rue, dear, said Kanga rather severely. And you know what I told you yesterday about making faces. If you go on making faces like Piglet's, you will grow up to look like Piglet, and then think how sorry you will be. Now then, into the bath, and don't let me have to speak to you about it again. Before he knew where he was, Piglet was in the bath, and Kanga was scrubbing him firmly with a large, lathery flannel. Ow! cried Piglet. L -l -l Let me out! I'm P Piglet! Don't open the mouth, dear, or the soap goes in, said Kanga. There, what did I tell you? You, 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 you did it on purpose, spluttered Piglet, as soon as he could speak again, and then accidentally had another mouthful of lathery flannel. That's right, dear, don't say anything, said Kanga, and in another minute Piglet was out of the bath and being rubbed dry with a towel. Now, said Kanga, there's your medicine, and then bed. What, what, what medicine? said Piglet. To make you grow big and strong, dear. You don't want to grow up small and weak like Piglet, do you? Well, then. At that moment, there was a knock on the door. Come in, said Kanga, and in came Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin! Christopher Robin! cried Piglet. I Tell Kanga who I am. She keeps saying I'm Rue. I'm not Rue, am I? Christopher Robin looked at him very carefully and shook his head. You can't be Rue, he said, because I've just seen Rue playing in Rabbit's house. Well, said Kanga, fancy that, fancy my making a mistake like that. Th there you are, said Piglet. I told you, I'm Piglet. Christopher Robin shook his head again. Oh, you're not Piglet, he said. I know Piglet well, and he's quite a different color. Piglet began to say that this was because he just had a bath, and then he thought that perhaps he wouldn't say that, and as he opened his mouth to say something else, Kanga slipped the medicine spoon in and then patted him on the back and told him that it really was quite a nice taste once you got used to it. I knew it wasn't Piglet, said Kanga. I wonder who it can be. Perhaps it's some relation of Pooh's, said Christopher Robin. What about a nephew or an uncle or something? Kanga agreed that this was probably what it was, and she said that they would have to call it by some name. I shall call it Poodle, said Christopher Robin. Henry Poodle for short. And just when it was decided, Henry Poodle wriggled out of Kanga's arms and jumped to the ground. To his great joy, Christopher Robin had left the door open. Never had Henry Poodle Piglet run so fast as he ran then, and he didn't stop running until he'd got quite close to his house. 
But when he was a hundred yards away, he stopped running and rolled the rest of the way home so as to get his own nice, comfortable color again. So, Kanga and Rue stayed in the forest. And every Tuesday, Rue spent the day with his great friend Rabbit. And every Tuesday, Kanga spent the day with her great friend Pooh, teaching him to jump. And every Tuesday, Piglet spent the day with his great friend Christopher Robin. So they were all happy again. You know, I'm kind of glad that Kanga was able to trick Piglet back after she'd been tricked. And I'm very glad that everything worked out and that Kanga and Rue are now welcome in the forest and they have new friends. And I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to be singing Coddleston Pie for a very long time. I hope that you stay happy, stay healthy, and keep reading. Stay healthy, keep reading. Stay happy, stay healthy, keep reading. Until the day comes we meet again. Stay happy, stay healthy, keep reading.